This program is brought to you by the Genesis Communications Network, a world leader in talk radio since 1998. Visit GCNlive.com today. California is still digging out from all the rain and all the rescues and some of the sad stories of people who have lost their lives trying to battle this wicked atmospheric rivers that they keep getting hit with. Hey, everybody, Kate Delaney. Meanwhile, in Washington, there are all kinds of investigations going on. But what's new there, except for that Joe Biden, the president, had more classified documents that were found in a different location. Wow, what in the world is going on with top secret documents? I don't understand why they aren't immediately taken away. Why aren't they put somewhere? I mean, listen, I can lose documents, you can lose documents, but are they top secret? They might be to us, but we're not the president of the United States or the former president. So after the way Mar-a-Lago was really um, set up with FBI agents and everything else going for the documents that Donald Trump had in his possession, the former president. Now you got the current president, and even if it's a small amount, like the first batch had ten, and it was they were labeled as top secret because they were briefings about other countries and what we're doing to other countries, what's happening with other countries. Not any more specific than that can we find out. But now you've got this second batch of documents and it's in a different location too that you know now we're thinking is there any other material that should be under government lock and key is there such a thing as lock and key anymore i mean seriously so this is all under review by the department of justice and then there's a decision of whether there's going to be an independent investigation into this whole document thing with now biden and the second batch of documents and a Biden lawyer said the classified documents at the Penn Biden Center were found November 2nd. That's the first time around the White House counsel notified the archives and that was that. And then this story comes out and what were the documents? What did they talk about in the documents? We only know the vagueness of it, that it were they were briefings. And so um, now you have this next batch, the same thing, where, whoops, we didn't realize that. And um, these were also classified documents. And, you know, Biden opened up the Penn Biden Center in 2018. It's a think tank for the University of Pennsylvania in Washington. So a lot of top foreign Policy experts and lawmakers are are there, are involved in in conversations that are, are happening there. And so apparently this is where some documents 
were whoops left behind and now what they're doing in washington is talking about the amount of documents well it wasn't quite as many let's measure the size of my documents to the size of your documents i think one of the key deals here is it is ridiculous that these documents are floating around all all over the place that's the first part no matter what the documents say if it says top secret on it it's labeled as classified well it must be classified right This isn't a secret. George Santos was sworn in as a congressman representing New York's third congressional district. And he was elected. There was a lot of hoopla over that because it was that razor thin majority that the Republicans were looking for. And he won in a heavily Democratic area, or at least an area that really voted for Joe Biden the last time around. So it was a big win. Now it's the deal of every other day. It's what is the lie of the day when more is found out about Congressman Santos. So New York is embarrassed. The NASA County Republican Committee they don't like it. There was a news conference on Long Island. Here's what the chairman, Joseph Cairo, had to say. George Santos's campaign last year was a campaign of deceit, lies, and fabrication. He deceived the voters of the 3rd Congressional District. He deceived the members of the Nassau County Republican Committee, elected officials, his colleagues, candidates, his opponents, and even some of the media. His lies were not mere fibs. He disgraced the House of Representatives, and in particular, his fabrications went too far. Many groups were hurt. Specifically, I look at those families that were touched by the horrors of the Holocaust and feel for them. He has no place in the Nassau County Republican Committee, nor should he serve in public service, nor as an elected official. He's not welcome here at Republican headquarters for meetings or at any of our events. As I said, he's disgraced the House of Representatives, and we do not consider him one of our Congress people. Today, on behalf of the Nassau County Republican Committee, I am calling for his immediate resignation. <laughs> so word got back to Santos. Hey, they're calling for your resignation. He said, yep, yeah, I'm not going to resign when he was rushing to jump in an elevator and avoid the throngs of reporters that are following him around. He is the top story on the Hill and not the top story in Washington because it's kind of split. It's either the White House and these documents and the irresponsibility of that and who's going to investigate it and, and everything that goes along with, with that story to the Santos deal on uh, shouldn't he resign and what else are we uncovering about Santos? And it's interesting because Kevin McCarthy, who's now the Speaker of the House, was asked about it, and he said, you know, when he was really pressed against uh, up about it, he said, well, you know, it's up to the voters. And they don't want to have, an, uh, I'm sure the Republicans don't want to see him go because it's precarious for them. Because then you'd have to have a special election in a heavily Democratic area that was flipped. Is there another uh, candidate that could be a Republican who could make it work? Maybe, but who knows? So Santos, every day, the latest is he was paid for work at a company accused of of a Ponzi scheme later than previously known. So, of course, he's facing all these calls from the embarrassed NASA Republicans because they didn't vet him. 
They didn't vet him at all. He, he lied about being a volleyball star. He lied about going to college, where he went to college. It is unreal. There's a lesson in that, right? <laughs> that uh, there's no such thing as a white lie. It's just one that just keeps going on and on and on and on. And I think anything he says, how can you believe anything that this man says? And the answer is you can't. I can believe that, once again, travelers were messed up thanks to antiquated systems. The FAA grounded planes for 90 minutes. If you went to the airport anywhere in the United States early in the morning, you didn't get out. Not until after 9 o'clock, and then it was a miracle if you got out, because 10,000 flights were delayed, and more than 1,400 flights were canceled altogether. Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg said, We don't believe that it's a cyber security deal, that there was a breach, but we're not completely ruling it out. So the computer was corrupted. The NOTAM was corrupted. That's what they call it. And the backup was corrupted, so people were grounded. Headed to the man cave. Have you ever watched a video on the internet and found yourself waiting for the skip the ad button? The reason this takes a few seconds is because the video delivery companies get to collect impression commission, and the viewer never sees the advertisement. The company still pays full price to run the ad. Does this sound like a scam to you? Is there any wonder why internet ads are so ineffective? For over 100 years, radio has been a proven source for companies' messages. Radio listeners are engaged and want to support the companies that sponsor the shows they're so passionate about. Simple companies like window treatments, security, pillow companies, and more have been able to break away from the big box stores building multi-million dollar businesses. Find out what radio can do for your business. Call 877-996-4327 or advertise at GCNlive.com. That's advertise at GCNlive.com. Hi, I'm Dr. Joel Wallach, the Dead Doctors Don't Lie guy, formerly Air Force Lieutenant Colonel, Air National Guard and Reservist. I'm looking for veterans, active duty military personnel to join the 90 for Life Crusade to save America. She needs your skills, courage, and loyalty more than ever. Contact GCNteam.com. Because of the financial and health care collapse, veterans are currently struggling finding jobs. Frustrated looking for a job? Change your tactics. Join the 90 for Life Crusade to save America. Start a health care business with FDI Longevity 90 for Life Crusade. Contact GCNteam.com immediately. We're looking for military specialists who can use a computer and communicate information and execute a battle plan. Join the admirals, Navy SEALs, Marines, pilots, Army officers, military police, sheriffs, police officers, firemen, and first responders already enrolled in the 90 for Life Crusade. Contact GCNteam.com now. FDI Longevity will help you apply your military skills to the task of saving America through health and financial programs. Contact GCNteam.com. Enlist in GCNteam.com and save America. My name is Milan Vukovic. Ten years ago, I got frustrated with the quality of Pau Diarco tea sold in the stores. So, I founded the Pau Diarco Tea Club that now ships our super tea to over 100 countries. You too can order or get info about the original pure Pau Diarco super tea at www.drinksupertea.com or by calling 818-965-9113. 
Why settle for less when you can order original Pure Pau Diarco and drink Super Tea for only $34.95 per pound plus shipping? Each pound makes 300 cups, which is the equivalent of 12 cents per cup for the original Pure Pau Diarco Super Tea. Order now at www.drinksupertea.com. That's drinksupertea.com or by calling 818-965-9113. That's drinksupertea.com or by calling 818-965-9113. thinking about DeMar Hamlin. What great news that he is out of the hospital and really recovering from having a heart attack on the field in a Monday night game with his Buffalo Bills taking on the Cincinnati Bengals and the world collectively held its breath. And I think everybody knows who number three is now. We wish him the best. It's going to be I think um, interesting to see what happens in his recovery and and what happens with the Bills, too, by the way, on their road to the Super Bowl because they're in the playoffs. And we'll talk about all of that coming up. But uh, I wanted to do a throwback for you. I was thinking about this time of year, people start to get in shape and they start talking about um, the swimsuit issue from Sports Illustrated. And the first issue actually came out. I was looking this up because I was curious in 2009 and you know the, the issues would be all over the place and they would just disappear off the shelves and then ESPN did a thing called the body issue and they first did theirs in in uh, 2000 and or they did theirs in 2009 Sports Illustrated had theirs long before that they've had it for decades. So, um the body issue came out in 2009 and it was athletes and and it, it just all kinds of athletes and how they pose and it, it wasn't like the Sports Illustrated issue so much because they're in swimsuits and I mean these these were athletes who were naked and the way that they were semi-nude or how they covered them they just have incredible physiques because of how fit they are and a lot of people talked about the body issue and who was going to be on it and men and women so uh, in my career and being at at uh, NBC I would be followed by uh, McNabb, Donovan McNabb, and uh, another quarterback, Malone, with the walrus mustache. He was, Mark Malone is such a nice guy. And this was a conversation we had about the body issue. Take a listen. Coming up next, under center with Donovan McNabb and Mark Malone. Hey guys, how you doing? Hey, how you doing? Outstanding. How are you? I'm excellent. I got to tell you this. I got to confess this on the air. ESPN has a body issue, and I said, "What NBC host talent would uh, deign to bear naked in various poses, tasteful poses?" And uh, the crew said, "Donovan, you would do it." <laughs> 
What, what kind of tasteful photos are we talking about? Just, and a turtleneck. Yeah, I'll tell you. <laughs> I mean, I'm not coming in with the half-cut shirt and the sleeveless. You know, I, I can I can rock maybe. You know, I might give you give you some with just some shorts and no shirt on. <laughs> Got to keep it well, sexy. Keep it sexy. They, they said that you were ripped. You know, you were in great shape. I'm I'm in good shape, but I, I'm ripped. I don't know about all that. I mean. <laughs> You know, I'm, I'm still keeping it sexy and hot. But. Can, you say, can, can, can you say Photoshop? Yeah. We can all look good with a little Photoshop, right? Hey, man, that's what they're doing nowadays, a little airbrushing. <laughs> nothing wrong with that. <laughs> so that was really a fun moment. We had a lot of fun moments like that with those two. And Donovan McDab, former quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles, went to a Super Bowl, was beaten by who? Tom Brady and the Patriots. His former team, they get a bye because they, uh, they clear the board in the NFC. So this is a bye week for them. It is wild card week otherwise. And it's going to be interesting to see who survives and who moves on to a divisional round and then the conference championship and then the Pro Bowl which is flag football, by the way, now, and then the uh, the Super Bowl week. And, and I've said this now a couple times, but I keep getting asked it. So the Seahawks and the 49ers are first up there on Fox in the mid-afternoon game on Saturday. The Chargers and the Jags are after that on uh, NBC at night. That one is uh, 8.15 Eastern. And then Sunday at... 1 o'clock Eastern, you have the Dolphins and the Bills. That's the AFC wildcard, obviously. NFC at uh, 4.30 Eastern, Giants and the Vikings. That's going to be an interesting one. Minnesota's favorite just by three in that one. The Bengals' big favorite over the Ravens, 8.5 points. That one's at night, seven or 8.15 Eastern on NBC. Obviously, you're listening to me all over the country and just adjust for those time zones. And then Monday night football is the Cowboys and the Buccaneers, 8.15 Eastern at Raymond James Stadium. So Tom Brady in the playoffs again with the Buccaneers. But uh, both of these teams have struggled offensively. It'd be interesting to see what happens. But like I said, the biggest story that people are talking about, I think still, is DeMar Hamlin and the impact that he's had on um on just you know, just that everybody was so concerned, and there was so much really outpouring of love and con- concern for him. And then he he's always uh, saying he's given it back, and he does the heart sign and all of that. So discharged from the hospital nine days after pretty much um, being dead on the field because they revitalized him. You know, they um, resuscitated him when he collapsed on the field after that cardiac arrest and it was frightening. And that's why there was so much outpour of emotion from players on both sides. Cause they saw it happening. And of course we know the story originally goes to the university of Cincinnati medical center. He was in critical condition for days had to be on, had to be intubated, all of that. And then uh, he now was transferred to Buffalo, and, and now he's actually leaving after a comprehensive medical evaluation, which was shared all over the place. He was discharged, and he'll obviously still be recovering 
from from what happened, but he passed the series of tests and the evaluations and the consultations, and they feel confident that he could safely be discharged to rehab at, at home. So that's very, very good, good news. I was really, in seeing what I saw and watching what people were saying and and looking at all that emotion, it just did not look good. I mean, how many people have lost people to heart attacks, but at 24 on a football field in the middle of a game and open tackle, we haven't seen that. We've seen things happen in um, youth sports, and and it's still a small amount, but scary enough in itself. Uh, no loss like that is, is acceptable. But um, it's just absolutely wonderful to watch the way people came together. And he said it. He said it's an amazing feeling. And he said the same love you all have shown me is the same love that I plan to put back into the world and more. He said bigger, bigger than football. And so the cause of that cardiac arrest is still, they still don't know. It's unclear. They're, you know, blunt force trauma to the chest and the right spot, the right moment during his heartbeat could have caused an arrhythmia, which is an irregular heart rhythm that disrupts blood flow to the brain. And that's frightening. But uh, they can't say that for sure. And and this was a guy who was really hitting his stride and... Um, was a big part of what was happening with Buffalo. And, and of course, everyone knows the story now that when he first woke up, he asked, did we win? And I think that made people, I mean, people are just embracing him. Just there's something special about him. There was before, and now more people are learning about the how special he was and how much he gave back, even when he didn't have it, how much he was trying to help his, the community he grew up in and uh, that's a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful thing. So we'll be watching to see what DeMar does in the uh, in the future. When you hear a baseball player reaches a deal for $1 million, it almost sounds shocking, doesn't it? But that's what happened. Nelson Cruz and the Padres agreed to a one-year, $1 million contract. I mean, he's a veteran. He's 42 years old. He's going to be the second oldest player in the big leagues behind Pirates left-hander Rich Hill. So he hopes to get uh, designated hitter at bats for the Padres because there are a lot of young players on that team. But obviously they thought he had a spot and they are looking, he's looking to rebound after his toughest year in about a decade and, and a half. He did not have a great year. So uh, this could be you know, one of those comeback moments for him, even at an older age. We're talking with Steve Tyrell next. Oh, he's got a great album. He's going to talk about that. And then Troy Glover. What happens when a recession hits you and you lose your job and you get divorced and you got to start all over again? In the end, it comes out uh, pretty much Nicely for Troy, but you gotta hear his song first.
You've seen crazy diets to lose weight. At GCN Team, our healthy body weight loss system simply neutrifies the body, bringing down cravings. It has been proven that nutritional deficiencies drive appetite for carbs, sugars, and fats. Lose weight the easy way. Find us at GCNteam.com or call 877-878-4203. Fighting cravings is a fool's game. Give the body what it needs to be satisfied. Again, 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. Are you afraid to go to the mailbox because of letter after letter from the IRS? Are they stacking on more and more penalties and interest? By now, you know the problem won't go away on its own. Don't let the IRS chase you to your grave with penalties and interest and liens and levies. You need real help now. I'm Dan Pilla. I wrote the book on tax debt settlement, and I helped thousands of people solve tax problems they thought couldn't be solved. I can help you too. Call 800-34-NO-TAX or go to my website, danpilla.com. That's danpilla.com, danpilla.com. You are listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. USA News Update. U.S. Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin has prostate cancer and his recent hospitalization was the result of complications from surgery to treat and cure it. High winds continuing to batter parts of the U.S., especially along the East Coast throughout today. The National Weather Service also still has flooding and coastal flooding alerts posted mainly along Maryland, Delaware, New Jersey, Connecticut, and Massachusetts. Donald Trump says a president must be allowed full immunity, even when challenging elections. And he says the charges being brought against him in the federal elections case amount to a political prosecution. Trump's attorneys arguing their client's efforts in the post-election period fell within his official presidential responsibilities. I'm Corey Myers, USA News. I had no idea it would destroy my life. But before it happened, I had a successful business in Austin, Texas. Everyone laughed at me when I shut that business down, but I could not ignore the wake-up call. I was volunteering on a project to get locally grown food into a school. That project was a complete failure, and I discovered that there were few local farmers, there's only four days' worth of food in the grocery stores, and everything comes 1,500 miles via a just-in-time trucking system. I lost friends and family who told me I was crazy to worry about that, but I kept at it. I'm Marjorie Wildcraft. Those of us who know what's going on in the world know you need to become self-reliant before the dollar collapses. I've created a free webinar at GCNfood.com. I can show you, like I've shown hundreds of thousands of people, how to grow lots of food, even if you have no experience, you're older, or you're out of shape. Do it now, before the stores are boarded up and food is not available at any price. Go to GCNfood.com. GCNfood.com. Hi, I'm Dr. Joel Wallach, the Dead Doctors Don't Lie guy. There's no reason why you shouldn't live to be at least 100 and have a great time getting there. And I'm going to give you a free copy of my lecture that tells you exactly how to do it. In fact, after you've lived a long and healthy life, there should be only two documents in your medical chart, a birth certificate and a death certificate. I'm Dr. Wallach with a warning. If you have a four-inch medical chart, if you take prescription drugs for high cholesterol, high blood pressure, arthritis, joint pains, and other health issues, the medical profession is failing you. They're using you for an ATM machine. My free lecture is going to reveal what pharmaceutical companies don't want you to know. There's been groundbreaking research and discoveries on how to effectively treat or eliminate over 900 different diseases naturally. It's all in my free lecture called Deadly Recipe. So call toll-free 
1-855-79-YOUNG. Again, that's toll-free, 1-855-79-YOUNG. 1-855-79-YOUNG. treat for us. Steve Tyrell is backstage <laughs> virtually. He's got a new album coming out. Uh, it's called Shades of Ray. And imagine having the chance to record with the legendary Ray Charles. But Steve Tyrell has his own impressive resume, I'll call it. It goes back to, you think of Curiosity, the theme song which he wrote for a show I used to watch, an 80s show called Snoops. And he also had his music featured in several other areas, and he's performed at the White House for Presidents George Bush and Bill Clinton, Buckingham Palace. He hosts a popular radio show in Los Angeles, and the list goes on and on. But we want to get to him and talk to him about his music and this collaboration that he had a long time ago with Ray Charles that now is finally coming out. Steve, thanks so much for coming on. My pleasure. Thank you for having me, you know. Tell me about Ray Charles. What was it like to record with Ray Charles? Oh, it was great. First of all, he is my hero, really, from the time I started in my first high school band. I did Ray Charles songs right off. <laughs> what I say, I used to sing at every gig. So I, he was like, he was like a really, really important figure in my life in terms of inspiration. So to finally get to meet him and work with him was a dream come true. As a person, I've heard great stories about him. I never had the opportunity to meet him. What was it like being around him? Well, we had a great time. I've done a lot of television and movie music over the years, you know, and I had done a show before the Snoops, which I wrote Curiosity for, with Tim Reed. Tim Reed was on WKRP in Cincinnati. And anyway, we became friends. And when he got this show, Snoops, he asked me to write the theme song for it. So I did, and I knew that Ray Charles was a fan of Tim's because we used to do a show called Frank's Place in the 90s, and it was great. It was about a blues bar, and it was sort of like a black version of Cheers. You know, it was about a blues bar in New Orleans. And the jukebox was like a character that played all this great music. And I did all the music for it. And Ray Charles loved it. So he got a hold of us to tell us how much he liked that show. So the next show up was Snoops. And I wrote this tune, and I told Tim Reed, the star of it, I said, hey, man, why don't we send it to Ray and see if he'll sing it? So we did. And he had never done, his manager said, well, I don't know if he'll do a theme song for a TV show. He's never done that in his whole career. He kind of is against that sort of thing. You know? <laughs> <laughs> And I said, well, you know, can you play it for him and we'll see? So we sent it to him, his manager, and Ray agreed to do it. In the meantime, that was a CBS show. And in the meantime, they changed some of the pictures in the opening titles and asked me to rewrite, or my wife at the time, rest her soul, Stephanie, to rewrite a couple of the lyrics 
uh, to fit the new pictures they put in. And so we did, and so we sent it to Ray with the new version, with the different lyrics, and I guess his manager never gave it to him. <laughs> so when he walked in, you know, and I met him for the first time, he asked me to raise the key from the demo I sent him, I half a step. And he said, did you raise the key? I said, yeah, man. And he said, well, play it for me. He said, by the way, who is that cat singing? <laughs> and I said, <laughs> I said, it was just like that, I swear. I said, that was me. He said, beautiful, man, beautiful. And that which was like the highest, you know, compliment I'd ever got in my life. It was from Ray Charles telling me he liked the way I was singing it. And anyway, when he started to hear it, he realized we had changed some of the lyrics. And he said, where do those lyrics come from, man? <laughs> <laughs> and I said, well, the network asked us to change them. I didn't want to throw his manager under the bus, you know, and say, I sent it to you, man. You mean they never gave it to you? And he said, he said well, I don't have my machine. He didn't have his Braille machine, you know. Yeah. And I said, well, sing anything you want. Who cares? You're Ray Charles. Sing the old lyrics. What are they going to do? Fire you, man? Yeah. <laughs> I said, I said, get him to change the pictures <laughs> back the way they used to be. He said, no, no, I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're going to do this recession, just me and you. You're going to sing me a line, and I'm going to sing it back to you ten times, maybe, until we get it exactly the way you want it. And we did the whole song that way. Wow. Like, I was doing giving Ray Charles a line reading on every song. You know, that just never happens. No. Nobody would ever nobody would ever have the nerve to do that, number one. You know, say, Ray, sing it like this. Oh. <laughs> and I taught him every line of that song. And when we got to the bridge, I thought that I had written it where I came in on the downbeat, you know. And Ray was coming in after the downbeat. Or vice versa. I can't remember which one was which. Downbeat or before or after. Anyway, I told him, come in after the downbeat. And he says, man, you didn't come in after the downbeat. <laughs> I said, I think I did. He said, play the tape. And, of course, he was right, you know. <laughs> he was, and I was wrong. And we got a big laugh out of it. He said, hey, look here, brother. Let wow. me do the singing and you do the producing. <laughs> and and we just, you know, just had the best time. Curiosity was one of the highest days of my life. And, it, you know, he, I, he learned the song. I taught it to him. We recorded it, and it's on the main title. But the show didn't really make it. So it never got really released on anything, and nobody ever knew it. So when I finally made my Ray Charles album, Ray had passed away. So I had to get approval, you know, from him, and I couldn't. So I had to get it from his estate. So I sent a letter to his estate and his son, and they heard it, and they said, yeah, man, that's beautiful. <laughs> you can use it. So it became my bonus track on this album, Shades of Ray. Yeah, oh, I love it. I love your story, and you had the past year to kind of hunker down and do that and, and put oh, that yeah. on that album, right? Yeah, plus make the whole album. I always wanted to make a Ray Charles album, but quite honestly, I never thought I was worthy or anybody was worthy. You don't see many Ray Charles albums. I don't know if you've noticed that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I've i done a Disney album, a Backrack album, a Sinatra album, all kinds of people, but I was always a little bit hesitant to 
think about recording a Ray Charles album, you know, I'm thinking, who the hell wants to hear me sing this when you can hear Brother Ray himself, you know? But yeah. this pandemic allowed me to finish it and concentrate on it. Every time I would go in the studio to make, well, this is my 13th album, to make an, another album, I would do a Ray Charles song, you know? And just hoping one of these days I would have the nerve to finish and I did, and I'm very happy with it, and people seem to uh, really like it so far. Yeah, you know? Curiosity is amazing, and um, uh, again, Check out you, some of the other ones. Yeah, you're an incredibly talented human, there's no doubt about it. All the Grammys that you've won, uh, and the producing, like he was talking about before, and not realizing you were the singer, but it really took off for you as a singer, right, when you did The Way You Look Tonight and Father of the Bride. Mm-hmm. Exactly, yeah. That changed my life, really. I didn't really want to be an artist. I was very happy being a writer and a producer and behind the scenes, and it gave me an opportunity to work with a lot of great people. You know, Linda Ronstadt, we won a Grammy with somewhere out there with James Ingram and Linda Ronstadt. That got nominated for an Oscar, you know, and it started a whole trend because that was the first song from an animated feature that was a hit, you know, but yeah. Steven Spielberg was directing it. So uh, by being a producer, I've been able to work with a lot of artists and that was always my main goal. And a lot of times I'd work on a movie, like I worked on Mystic Pizza. You probably don't even remember that. That was Julia Roberts. No, I know movie. Mystic Pizza. Yeah. Well, I'm singing all over that movie. Yeah. You know? yeah. yeah. And uh, just by accident, what would happen was, I would be working on the movie and doing the music, and I would make a demo of something, and invariably, the director would say, well, why don't you just sing it in the movie, you know? And they put my version in the movie. And that happened all the way till Father of the Bride. Father of the Bride, I had to record the way you look tonight for the band to play at the reception. And Steve Martin, if you remember, he's he's all shook up. He's... he's trying to get to the reception and there's a police come and they got too many cars parked and he's running all over the place. And when he finally walks in, the band is playing the way you look tonight. Well, the band was me and my guys, you know, and every time I remember when we shot that in father of the bride, we had all kinds of extras. It was the biggest day of the movie because it was the reception scene, you know, so all the actors were there, all kinds of extras. And every time we would play back the way you look tonight and shoot it, we shot, I don't know how many versions of it, different angles and stuff. The audience would come up to me and say, sir, did you write that song? <laughs> you know? Yeah, like, crazy. Like, Is that going to be on the soundtrack? Yeah. Now? We got a lot of response. Right from the set, you know? So right. I told Nancy Myers and Charles Shire, I said, why don't you put this song over the end of the movie? And when they leave to go on their honeymoon, let this come back and be, you know, the main song of the movie. And I'll produce it with somebody like Ray Charles or Rod Stewart, maybe. And I'd do it with a big orchestra. And I'd be the guy singing it at the reception, but at the end, it would come back with a big orchestra and Rachel and also works. rocks. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, it ended up being me. Yeah, it worked. It worked, and it worked for you. Steve Tyrell, we could talk all day long. You're amazing. Yeah. Thank you so much. Go and get this. Thanks for coming on. Hey, thanks for having me. Someday When I'm awful low When the world is cold Ever feel completely down on your luck, whether it's your career or just your life? Do you look at other people and wonder, why them, not me? I'm Kate Delaney. I did it. I admit it. I've learned some valuable and priceless lessons from some of the rock stars I've interviewed over the years, like Sir Richard Branson or the late, great John Madden, and I want to share them. Want to laugh? Want to learn? Want more out of life? Then pick up a copy of my book, Deal Your Own Destiny, Increase Your Odds, Win Big, and Become Extraordinary. Get it on Amazon today. The Tahibo Tea Club's original pure Pouty Arco Super Tea naturally builds good cells and kills bad cells. So it's great for healthy people, and it can truly be miraculous for someone fighting an infection, diabetes, or cancer. To order, visit drinksupertea.com or call 818-965-9113. That's drinksupertea.com, 818-965-9113, drinksupertea.com. What if you could cut your heating bills this winter with your existing wood-burning fireplace and not spend thousands doing it? You can with Great Wall of Fire Fireplace Grates. Our U.S. patented, made-in-America Wall of Fire Grates increase fireplace efficiency, eliminate fireplace smoke problems, and come with a 30-day money-back guarantee. See our grates in action and get free shipping from walloffire.com or call 800-274-7364. Fireplace heat without fireplace smoke. Walloffire.com. It's obvious the unthinkable continues. Most Americans know something very wrong is happening. People in charge keep telling you that everything's fine and to stop noticing. But you know better. That's why self-reliant folks are investing in emergency food storage. And you should, too. My Patriot Supply, the nation's largest emergency preparedness company, are the ones you can trust. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $200 on each three-month food kit you purchase. My Patriot Supply also sells solar generators, gravity-powered water filters, off-grid room heaters for when the power goes out, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your items ship that same day and arrive quickly on your doorstep in unmarked boxes. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com today. Time is running out to prepare for what's coming. MyPatriotSupply.com Do you know someone with a drug or alcohol problem? Get help now. Insurance may cover everything. Stop the drug and alcohol nightmare. Call 800-284-0523. Learn how through the Family Medical Leave Act, you can leave your job without losing your job. Locations everywhere. Get immediate help for drug and alcohol problems. Call now. 800-284-0523. 800-284-0523. Well, 
am very pleased to welcome Troy Glover to this show. It's been a long time coming. He's written a book called The Granite Toad. And um, this is a story that will really, really pull you in. Troy, so first of all, let's talk about doing this book. Why did you write the book? What made you write the book? Uh, It's a long story if you really got the time. Give me the shortened version. All the, the listeners want to know. The shortened version is: uh, I think I really just needed a happy ending to the sad story of having to leave Kentucky and starting over a new life in Maryland. And so, because you had to make that move, and as anyone yeah. knows, when you're what, with what you're familiar with, and then leaving it because something happens or something changes in your life, that can be difficult. So, tell us what happened that made you make the move. Uh, well, it, I don't know if you remember, but like in 2006 and 2008, they had the recession and the company I was working for went out of business. So I was working in printing for 26 years and all of a sudden I was unemployed. I didn't know what else, there was nothing else I knew how to do, you know, at 40 years old. And my wife just got fed up with me because I couldn't find a job. So I ended up getting a divorce and my brother was in the Navy and he was stationed in Virginia. And he said, uh, you know, you're no longer married. You no longer have a job. He said, run away, come here to Virginia and you can live in my basement and get your life back together. You know, so to me, uh, growing up in a small town in Kentucky, that was all my whole life. Like that's the road I walked down. That's the school I used to go to, you know, so I was going to give up my whole childhood and, and leave it all for good. So it was like a part of me was dying. It had to die so I could move to Virginia and uh, find a new job, get a new car. And I met a wonderful woman. Her name is Renilda Kantik, and we fell in love and got married. So this is like my second life. If you've ever heard people, uh, they talk about uh, another life. This is my another life. You know, so I've started over and uh, I just couldn't let it all go. I had I went to a small community college and I learned uh, creative writing and English. And I had all these notes from where I got my associates and I couldn't let the notes go. You know, I had all these notes. So I thought I'll write it all down into a story. And I had all these stories of my childhood that I couldn't let go of from Kentucky. So I added all the stories in the book are true stories of my childhood. And, uh, like I said, I just needed a happy ending to this sad story, you know. So it has a very happy ending, even though it's it's like a a sci-fi drama, you know. It's still a good story. I, I like that. So tell us one of the stories because we won't give it all away, but tell us one of your stories in the book. Oh wow, there's so many. Uh, I'm not sure what anybody would want to hear. I think it, I think it's fascinating. I mean, it's it's like you say, as so many people can relate to going from one place, especially a small town, to to a much bigger city, and it's different when everybody knows everything about you in a small area, and um, certainly you get that flavor in your in what you talk about. Yeah, and you come to expect that after a while. You go to a store in a, a town where you grew up, and everybody treats you a certain way. They know you. You have a history there. And I come here, and nobody knows me. And uh, I get cut off in traffic. I'm like, why in the world would you do that to me? Don't you? They don't know me. <laughs> They've never met me. You know? <laughs> right. Give us a story. I I know that you've got one. Let's see here. The pressure of a story. 
Okay, th- this is completely unrate- unrelated. It's chapter 33, Monday afternoon. The wind is still and the day is sunny. The children's mother are at work and their uncle, Theron, is sitting under an enormous umbrella on the side of the porch of his house. He's watching the three children as they play in the semi-empty lot next door. Maria stood there in her pastel blue polyester sweater. Okay, experiment number 11, arrow radius. Joseph is standing there in his all-cotton black t-shirt. Let me shoot it, James, Joseph insisted. James is sitting there in his blue jeans and t-shirt. He aimed the arrow straight up, pulled the arrow back tight. Joseph held the strength and released. The arrow swished straight up into the, into the, and then fell. It landed 20 feet away. I'm getting nervous. Sorry about that. I'm not used to reading to a crowd. It sounds good. It's, this should be an audio book. Oh, as a matter of fact, I am working with uh, audible.com to put this on, on their webpage. Nice. And so what happens sure. if the arrow goes straight up? Uh, well, to make the story short, they've been, uh, they all love science. So they're doing this in a very scientific uh, format. They're trying to find out when they shoot the arrow, how far away does it go and what direction it is. So they'll know where it's going to land because they're going to add bottle rockets to it. They want to add three bottle rockets. So it goes <laughs> off one right after another to make it go higher. And uh, it works perfectly. It goes so far out of sight, they can't even see it anymore. And they're thinking, well, it's gone. You're never going to find that arrow. And so they're standing in a circle talking about, you know, this experiment was a success. And it lands right in the middle of them. They didn't realize one of them could have died today. Wow. And they all vote. uh, I vote we never do that again. (laughs) <laughs> don't try this at home that's the moral yeah, don't story try so. and that's a true story uh me and my friends we did that one day and we had bottle rockets left over from fourth of july and uh we had it figured out exactly where this arrow was going to land so nobody was going to get hurt it was going to be a safe experiment and uh it went so far that we thought it was gone and we're all standing in a circle talking and it landed right in the middle of all of us <laughs> Oh, that is scary. I'm thinking of the story away, but you get a little bit of the story. Yeah. I'm thinking my own experiences and probably people out there can relate with the bottle rockets, but never, we never did that. So why the title, the granite toad? Uh, the granite toad is a, uh, a little rock that a a girl has as a pet rock. And it's kind of in the shape of a toad. Uh, I don't remember. I don't know if you remember, but back in the eighties and everybody had pet rocks. Yeah. Well, her pet rock turns out to be magical, and it teleports them into the 1800s, where they were failing history class until they go back there to to the time, and they're there, and they change a little bit of history. So when they go back, they ace their history test because they were there. I think that's good. I would like a granite toad <laughs> on many days in my life, for sure. What do you hope? Um, we're talking to Troy Glover, and the book is called The Granite Toad. What do you hope people take away from reading your book? Uh, right here on the back of my book, if, if you'll let me read this for a second. It says, The Granite Toad is a story about being different and having others accept you for who you are. Do you think you know what trouble is? Wait until you meet these three young adults that are trying to grow up and finding unique ways to do it. 
Imagine the disasters and wonders that come into play when you combine three kids, a marvelous treehouse, and a magical stone. Three kids from the present and one from the past. And all four are going to have to learn fast if they hope to save one of their friends. Join in as the troubles start and the fun begins when they come together for the adventures of their lives in both the past and present. Maria, Joseph, James, and Emma join forces to change the past in hopes of a better future. They contend against violence, bigotry, racism, and pettiness as they struggle to find answers that they can live with. Let the adventures begin as you dive into this fun-filled story aimed at teaching other children and yourselves ways to find acceptance and just maybe a little of that lost magic that fills our planet. I hope that answers a little bit without telling the story. Yep, I love it. Um, so now I'm wondering, after The Granite Toad, will you write another book? Uh, it depends on how successful this one is. <laughs> it, it's been so expensive and... Uh, Time-consuming. And time-consuming, yes. Perfect yeah. word. The good news is it's such a great gift for people you know, for one, because I think so many, and people listening to us, so many people can, I believe, relate to some of the stories in your book for sure. And um, you're an author, so congratulations on that. And again, Thank the you. name of the book is The Granite Toad. And as you told me before we started talking, uh, a good thing to do is look for the paperback version, right, on Amazon? Yes, just the paperback version, not the hardcover version. It's a different book. Okay, so there you go. So pick it up on Amazon or wherever great books are sold. Oh, again, it's, uh, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but it's sold on uh, uh, Barnes & Noble, Amazon, and Walmart.com. Perfect. All right. So those are all the places that you can find the granite toad. I am in search of my own granite toad. So you really are inspiring. And I love that you had, um, you know, the tenacity to stick with it and put this all together. So the best of luck and thank you so much for coming on, Troy. Thank you very much. And I hope you read it. Uh, I'm sure you'll love it. Hi, this is Kate Delaney. I am truly amazed by this audience. Many of you have been reaching out to me to ask more on what I call the No Drone Zone. How do you find out about the show or listen to podcasts or guests or even my books? So here we go. Go to katedelaneyradio.com for more on what's shaking in my orbit. To reach me, simply hit the contact tab and send an email. Behind the scenes photos, great video, travels, the dog. Yeah, that's Guinness. He is the mascot. Go to Kate Delaney fan page on Facebook. Kate Delaney fan page on Facebook. Or hit me up on Twitter at Kate S. Delaney. At Kate S. Delaney. For any of my books, including Deal Your Own Destiny, Amazon simply is the easiest. Thanks for listening as we talk about what's happening in my backyard and yours and how it affects us. We throw in laughs, cheap movie reviews, the man cave and authors with some interesting stories to tell. If you've already forgotten everything I've just said, just go to katedelaneyradio.com.